How did you discover Intimate Alien? Mm, I love that question. Around 25, I discovered that I had just been surrounded by ETs my entire life, and I never, ever knew it. I would never have thought it. I was not a kid looking up into space and like thinking that's where I'm from or like thinking about aliens, just not, not on my mind whatsoever. But then around 25, I just started like putting all these weird random pieces together and um, having experiences and getting really frightened and all kinds of things. Fast forward like a decade to 2017, I was on my First of all, I had discovered that I was a group being about two years before that. Realized like I am, Rachel is made up of many different energies. And I knew that Pleiadian was an energy at that point. And that's what Intimate Alien is. I knew Angelic. I knew Zeta. I knew a few other things. That was a really profound moment for me to go from thinking that I was one soul to, to knowing deep down in here, like having the physical experience that I'm many energies put together, which was really cool. That helped me feel a lot more comfortable on this planet, funnily enough, because I was like getting to know myself, my real self, and knowing that I could be that here. But then in 2017, Intimate Alien came forward and she said, I would like to be a greater part of your experience. She wanted to come forward. She wanted to do this. She had me draw a picture of what she wanted to look like. Like it was a very intentional thing on her but like, part. How did that happen? How did she come forward? That's okay. I'm so curious. <laughs> <laughs> so I was driving in my, remember my big RV, my big RV Gertie. I was driving Gertie at night in the rain through windy Connecticut streets coming back from Laura Hollick's studio for Solar Day, um, back to where I was staying in Connecticut, which was a very long drive. Intimate alien. I didn't have a name for her yet, but this alien presence came forward and I knew her as part of me because our energies are overlapping. So she said in my mind and kind of like, oh, I can't, if you don't have experiences like this, it's hard to, but she like poked her head forward energetically and said, Hey, I want to be a bigger part of your experience. So I heard it in my being, in my head. I felt the energy kind of like merge into its own individuated form. And then when I got back to where I was staying, I was actually locked out, which was funny, but I had my notebook there. And so that's when I drew the picture and she wanted to show me what, she looked like, just like I can talk to her now without letting her come forward. Like we talk in our heads all the time. She was just telling me and showing me what she wanted to look like. So I drew it down. I wrote some notes that she had for me, basically like, relax, it's okay. Like she was giving me pep talks like this today, uh, right from the beginning. And then the first thing I did with her to honor her wishes was I wrote whatever she wanted me to write. We basically wrote a story, took some pictures, and then she made a video for me. So the first time she came forth in her physicality, really, was we made a video about purpose. What does an alien think about purpose? It was on a green screen. It was like, it was really cool. 
So I remember when all this happened, I just, yeah. I've actually like not digested the story in this way. So before we bring her out, I still have one more question. And if you yeah. guys have questions for Rachel, before we bring intimate alien forward, <laughs> now's the time. Um, but my question about that is in that moment and when she kind of poked her head forward. So like, I know if I had this experience, I would be, I think feeling the comforting feel the presence or like the curiosity, like I have not had experiences that intense, but I imagine I might also be judging the experience, like maybe a little frightened by it or a little, um, like, am I crazy? Like, were you having any of that? Not at all. No, because it, it felt familiar. Like I knew what that energy was. I knew it was a, so before I had the knowing that I was a group being, I would talk to these entities, these angels and Pleiadians and Zetas as spirit guides. They, I would, every night before bed, I'd ask them questions. We would chat. We would talk in my office. Like it was an everyday occurrence for me to talk to these beings. And so I, I knew their energy, just like, kind of like if your sister, your, your spouse walks behind you, you know who it is, right? Same kind of thing. I was used to interacting with them. And then I had this weird thing. I think it's called a dissension of spirit. Somebody told me where I had this big identity crisis. I was in this fog for days. And then I had this experience where all these beings that were outside of me went into me. And then there I was like, oh, they're me. Okay, that's cool. So I already had the experience of her being in me and me talking to her. So it was really not shocking. That's cool. That is like, so, um, sorry for this analogy. So one, I just want to say that you telling that story again, I can totally see it as if it were in a movie. So I can't wait until it is a movie. Um, but two, it makes me the poking the head forward. Um, have you seen the movie Beetlejuice? You know, she has that clay picture of his head and she, that was like what I was imagining. So that's probably why not clay picture, clay sculpture. Um, okay. Well, I feel, thank you for talking about this. So if you guys are new to us or to intimate alien, now, you know, a little bit about where she comes from. So Rachel, when you are, um, when you are intimate alien, would you say you are channeling her? I would in the sense that everyone is channeling, like when you're connected to your higher self, you're channeling yourself. I think we're always in a state of channeling. So yes, but at the same time, it's a little bit different. It's an, I feel like it's an embodied kind of channeling rather than just like there's an entity over there and I'm channeling the energy here. It's a little bit different than that. And I apologize, you guys, for anyone who's like been in this world for a really long time and like has maybe more of a vocabulary than I do for it because I'm thinking or references besides Harry Potter. But I am thinking about my idea of channeling is that the channeler doesn't always know or remember what the energy that comes through, the being that comes through is saying or doing. Um, is that true? Or am I making that up? I know it's not true with Intimate Alien. Yeah, no, that's a lot of people's experiences. And it doesn't mean anything in particular. I've seen in my friend Daniel Scranton, when he's channeling um, like a lower dimensional energy, like a six dimensional fairy or something, he's more present. He remembers more. He can get thrown off a little bit easier because he's more 
you doesn't have to travel that far vibrationally to match that energy. So it doesn't feel that different. Whereas if he's channeling something else, like the creators, ninth dimensional, like he's all moving around, like he's not really there. He's not really remembering necessarily. Esther has talked about like, she doesn't really remember a lot. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're a bad channel or anything. It's just, everyone has a different experience. And I've never done the kind of channeling where I don't remember. I can channel anything. I've always channeled anything like spirit guides, higher selves, angels, whatever. Dina. (laughs) Yeah, it's just Dina, uh, friends. It's just connecting with energy and allowing yourself to talk. It's just easier, honestly. I used to say, oh, he said this, they said this, she said that, whatever. It's just so much easier to just open your mouth and let them talk. Like, So that's really why I do that. Okay. Well, I'm out of questions about the how. Um, or where it came from. So I, I'm i ready for Intimate Alien if you are. Do you have anything before she gets here? No, just I love her so much. Have fun. Okay. 